हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर एट सोशल मूवमेंट्स एंड आवर टॉपिक इज इकोलॉजिकल मूवमेंट्स फॉर मच ऑफ द मॉडर्न पीरियड द ग्रेटेस्ट एम्फेसिस हैज बीन लेड ऑन द डेवलपमेंट ओवर द डिकेड्स देयर हैज बीन अ ग्रेट डील ऑफ कंसर्न अबाउट द अनचेक्ड इशू ऑफ नेचुरल रिसोर्सिस and a model of development that creates new needs that further demands greater exploitation of the already depleted natural resources this model of development has also been critiqued for assuming that all sections of people will be beneficiaries of development thus big dams displace people from their homes and sources of livelihood industries displace agriculturists from their homes and livelihood the impact of industrial pollution is yet another story here we take just one example of an ecological movement to examine the many issues that are interlinked in an ecological movement the chipko movement for a, an example of the ecological movement in the himalayan foothills is a good example of such intermingled interest and ideologies according to ramchandra guha in his book unquiet woods villagers rallied together to save the oak and the rhododendron forest near their villages when government forest contractors came to cut down the trees villagers including large number of women stepped forward to hug the trees to prevent their being felled at stake was the question of villagers subsistence all of them relied on the forest to get firewood fodder and other daily necessities this conflict placed the livelihood needs of poor villagers against the government's desire to generate revenue from the selling timber the economy of subsistence was pitted against the economy of profit along with this issue of social inequality villagers versus a comment that represented commercial capitalist interest the chipko movement also raised the issue of ecological sustainability cutting down natural forest was a form of environmental destruction that had resulted in devastating floods and landslides in the region for the villagers these red and green issues were interlinked while their survival depended on the survival of forest they also valued the forest for its own sake as a form of ecological wealth that benefits all 
In addition, the Chipko movement also expressed the resentment of hill villagers against a distant government headquartered in the plains that seemed indifferent and hostile to their concerns. So, concerns about economy, ecology, and political representation underlay the Chipko movement. Now, the next topic is class-based movement. The first one is peasant movements. Peasant movements or agrarian struggles have taken place from pre-colonial days. The movements in the period between 1858 and 1914 tended to remain localized, disjointed and confined to particular grievances. Well-known are the Bengal Revolt of 1859-62 against the indigo plantation system and the Deccan Rights of 1857 against lenders. Some of these issues continued into the following period and under the leadership of Mahatma Gandhi became partly linked to the independence movement. For instance, the Bhardoli Satyagraha, 1928, Surat district, a non-tax campaign as part of the nationwide non-cooperative movement, a campaign of refusal to pay land revenue and the Champaran Satyagraha, 1917-18, directed against indigo plantations. In the 1920s, protest movements against the forest policies of the British government and local rulers arose in certain reasons. We call our discussion on structural change in Chapter 1. Between 1920 and 1940, peasant organization arose. The first organization to be founded was the Bihar Provincial Kisan Sabha 1929 and in 1936 the All India Kisan Sabha. The peasants organized by the Sabhas demanded freedom from economic exploitation for peasants, workers and all other exploited classes. At the time of independence, we had the two most classical cases of peasant movements, namely the Tibhaga movements in 1946-47 and the Telangana movement in 1946-1951. The first was a struggle of sharecroppers in Bengal in northern Bihar for two-third share of their produce instead of customary half. It had the support of the Kisan Sabha and the Communist Party of India, CPI. The second directed against the federal conditions in the princely state of Hyderabad and was led by the CPI. Certain issues which had dominated colonial times changed after independence. For land reforms, jamindari abolition 
declining importance of land revenue and public credit system began to alter rural areas. The period after 1947 was characterized by two major social movements, the next life struggle and the new farmers movement. The next life movement started from the region of Naxalbari 1967 in Bengal. The central problem for peasants was land. You have a clear understanding of the sharp divisions within the agrarian structure in rural India from Chapter 4. Many of the agrarian problems persist in contemporary India. Chapter 4 has discussed these in detail. The Nexal movement is a growing force even today. The so-called New Farmers movement began in the 1970s in Punjab and Tamil Nadu. These movements were regionally organized, were non-party and involved farmers rather than peasants. Farmers are said to be market-involved as both community producers and purchasers. The basic ideology of the movement was strongly anti-state and anti-urban. The focus of demand were price and related issues. For example, price procurement, remunerative prices, prices for agricultural inputs, taxation, non-repayment of loans. Novel methods of agitation were used, blocking of roads and railways, refusing politicians and bureaucrats' entry to villages, and so on. It has been argued that the farmers' movements have broadened their agenda and ideology and include environment and women's issues. Therefore, they can be seen as a part of the worldwide new social movements. Now, let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.